Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people follow orders to spite someone. And in today's episode, it's all about bad bosses getting what they deserve, guys. And in this episode, OP obeys his useless boss's demands on purpose, causing her to destroy her own career. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. Hit subscribe if you're not subscribed. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So for some background, I work in a fast-paced healthcare environment, where every minute counts, and I have both male and female co-workers on my shift. We have lockers with opaque doors where we're allowed to store things. When I'm in the office area, I leave mine unlocked for easy access, and I've started keeping a box of tampons in my locker. I've told my female co-workers if they're in a hurry and need one, they're welcome to just open my locker and take one, no problem. I got called into my boss's office the other day because a male coworker of mine complained that me keeping tampons in my locker was absolutely disgusting, and the guy hated that he could see the box whenever my locker was open. My boss then told me that some men were really sensitive to this type of thing, and that I should try hiding them in a different box so I wouldn't offend my coworkers. I asked what the point was because my coworkers would still see someone reaching into a crackers or Pop-Tart box and taking out a tampon instead of food anyway. My boss then gets all huffy and told me that those were the orders and that it was for the best and I needed to do it. And I'm thinking, fine. So I make a cover for my tampon box that said Mother Earth's Bloody Nutrients Bars with extra gooey nutritious filling with a photo of a bloody bathtub placed on the box. That was two days ago, and I saw the male coworker open my locker, trying to be sneaky, and he paled when he read the box. The guy got all angry, and I received an email from my boss that my cover wasn't funny, and that I needed to take it down. So with that, I emailed our HR person a copy of the email, as well as a summary of what happened, along with the photos of the lockers, the box, and the cover. I also suggested that the male coworker just sit somewhere where he didn't have a direct line of sight to my locker, if that offended him so much. She thought it was freaking hilarious, and said that I followed my supervisor's instructions, so I was fine. Nothing else has been done yet, and I'm mostly angry that my time was spent on something as stupid as this, and not on patient work. I've documented everything, and I'm encouraging my coworkers, male and female, to do the same. HR is now in the loop, and they've told me that they have had multiple people come forward saying similar things, so they're doing some investigating, and hopefully things change. Yeah, I don't know what to say to this, guys, other than that coworker was being super petty reporting OP to begin with. Like, the guy works in healthcare, but he's got an issue with that type of product. Like, are you kidding me? OP does link the box she made, and it looks like this. Absolutely brilliant. So this happened around 2010. I work in IT for a state agency. Since it's government, our leadership positions are mostly appointed by the governor rather than being promoted from within. As a result, we've had a director of IT who knew nothing about IT, and we'll call her Karen. Karen came from a completely different unit, and due to a union dispute over a hostile work environment, she was reassigned to our unit rather than fired. 
This frequently happens with appointees. They don't like to fire them because it makes the governor look bad. Unsurprisingly, the unit began going downhill after she took over, because she was extremely emotional and she tried to micromanage everything. My normal job duties involve computer repair and networking, covering multiple offices. I volunteered to help the main capital office create our computer software image, naively thinking that it would help me get promoted. But all in all, it was just tedious and starting to cause me to fall behind in my normal duties. I had been working on the image for about six months, updating it when needed, and it was near completion. And for those who aren't IT savvy, an image is a snapshot of the computer hard drive, fully loaded with all the drivers and software installed. To do this manually would take four to five hours on every computer, whereas using an image would take about 40 minutes. With that said, we work very standard hours, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. And on Thursday at 4 p.m., we get this urgent message from Karen stating that we all must report to the main office Friday morning at 9 a.m. and to bring our USB drives. We were told that if we didn't bring the flash drives, we would be sent back home to get them. She didn't say why. Now, obviously, I wasn't happy about how unprofessional it was to give such little notice about a meeting that requires a two-hour drive one way. That's when I called some associates who worked in our main office to find out what's going on. Apparently, Karen had convinced herself that IT support might have bad stuff on their drives, which is completely on a whim, mind you. They didn't have software to track it. The plan was to collect all the flash drives, wipe them, and then give them back without telling us. And the sheer stupidity of this idea was off the charts, considering we kept all of our important troubleshooting tools on there, plus the image. Since I did the imaging, my flash drive had all the important source files for the image. All of our software, drivers, multiple versions of Windows, along with the complete documentation of how to set it all up. We had no backup policy, but I did keep a personal backup of the drive at home. But Karen doesn't need to know that. So cue the malicious compliance. I wasn't happy about how Karen didn't tell us what was being done or why. So with that, I decided to just play dumb and come to the meeting and turned in the drive. And I'm thinking, surely they would be smart enough to say something, anything, before doing this. But no. And sure enough, everyone's flash drives were wiped without our consent or knowledge and then given back to us. A few weeks go by and people ask me how things are going with the image. I simply tell them that it's been erased by Karen without my knowledge, so unfortunately, there was nothing I could do. And I'm not about to recreate it from scratch. Most of IT support lost their copies as well during that meeting, and all the networking team had was a backup from years ago before I took over. Honestly, at this point, I was sick of volunteering my time for nothing in the main office, and it was making my normal job much harder, so I was happy to wash my hands of that. Needless to say, Karen was pissed, but she couldn't do a damn thing about it, since it's their job to create backups and manage them, not mine. They had to recreate the image and documentation completely from scratch, which was dozens of hours of work. Karen was eventually demoted and reassigned to another unit, and things got better in IT after that. I'm kind of like a folk hero in that agency now. Everyone was very happy to have Karen gone. Guys, what a mistake by that boss. And it really has me thinking, why would Karen all of a sudden have a hunch that everybody in IT had bad stuff on their drives that needed to be completely wiped without telling them? Like, I am so confused, and I would love to know the reason behind that. And thank goodness she no longer has that kind of power. I'm a social worker with a moderate-sized nonprofit compared to the city we're in. We serve individuals with disabilities in a variety, 
including on-site and in the community. About a year and a half ago, our exec director retired after 15 years. They were an awesome person, but due to age and some health problems, they had kind of checked out of running the organization, and that's when the new director came in. She was from a much larger for-profit organization, and she seemed to feel that money is king. And the only way to be respected is to be feared, and that's how she ran the company. She was a monster in every sense of the word. Now, being a non-profit, our pay isn't fantastic, and the benefits aren't stellar. But one thing they're good at is the vacation rollover. We were allowed to keep 200 hours of rollover. And while it took some time to build up, those of us that had been there a while tried keeping our hours somewhere around there. The new director decides that our entire vacation policy is way too generous. And one, she cuts our accrual rate, and I personally lost almost two full weeks a year. And the major kicker is, she tells us we can only keep 80 hours of rollover. Again, I get it, you come in and try to make cuts somewhere to save money and look good. But the problem is, she told everyone this the first week of October, and we had to be down to 80 by January 1st. Anything over 80 just goes away. We tried negotiating, we tried offering alternatives, we asked for exemptions by a few months, and she would absolutely not hear it, and she finally said the next person who asked about paid time off would be walked out of the building. So my coworkers and I came up with a plan. Enter the compliance. And I will admit, this only worked because the rest of our administration team felt the director was horrible, and also lost their PTO time too. So with that, we all put in for vacation at the same time, even those that really didn't need to because they were closer to 80 hours anyway. We literally had 85% of our staff off for weeks at a time. We worked it out amongst ourselves that we had just enough staff to ensure that work was done, to keep us compliant with the state. But anything above and beyond that ground to a halt. I also need to clarify that we're not an emergency service, so the clients we did serve did not lose out on essential supports. Well, our board meeting comes around in December, and the new director has to try to explain why there was such a drastic drop in revenue over the last month and a half. Apparently, she didn't give a good enough answer, because the board starts talking to the employees and the senior management for the first time since the new director came on. And let me tell you, we did not hold back. Everyone band together to say everything wrong with her. So after hearing the horror stories of some other stuff she was doing, the board promptly decided that having her in charge was, quote, not going to lead us in a direction that would lead to long-term success and stability for the organization. And they kicked her ass to the curb. I'm happy to say that they found a new director who's already gone above and beyond for what we could have hoped for. And our staff, and most importantly our clients, are hopefully on the path to many years of success. Well, it looks like Karen got herself a permanent vacation after that. I've read a lot of posts about bosses cutting vacation times, and it's never a good idea, guys. It just tanks morale. And in this case, it gets everyone banning together against you to talk crap to get your butt kicked to the curb. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I'm working for a low-level corporation, about 450 employees. I've been there for five years, and I've risen to the top of my department's productivity levels. I mention this as it does pertain to the story. So management had a policy that latecomers would be penalized, but that lateness could be excused under some circumstances. I was good at my job, and I actually loved doing it, so I was more or less a dream employee. I always showed up to work 20 to 30 minutes early because I liked to sit in the lunchroom and prepare for my day. Management knew I was almost always early, so if I was late from time to time, and such instances were rare, they would let it slide, as there was always a valid reason. Now, for some employees, this latitude wasn't applied. Chronically late employees would get written up and not have their constant lateness excused. They would complain, of course, but management was firm. They ran an actual meritocracy where more productive employees would experience preferential treatment. Then the business gets sold and we get new management, an international corp, only interested in buying us up, stripping us down, and selling off the company. Of course, they denied this constantly, but the fact that over the next two years, they stripped us down and sold off the company proved they were lying. New management comes in and has to make a bunch of idiotic changes. One of those changes is that no reasons for being late are accepted, regardless of validity. Anyone five minutes or more late for work would be written up. So at the team meeting where this is explained, I asked, so if someone is five minutes late and someone else is three hours late, the punishment's the same? And they said yes. So from that day on, I stopped coming in early. I'd still had to work at my usual time, but I sat in a local coffee shop instead of my work's lunchroom. This meant that my work missed out because, in the past, I would often help out by answering questions, even started work early if needed, because I loved my job and the old management were wonderful bosses. No more of that under new management. In fact, if something happened, like unexpectedly bad traffic, and I was going to end up being a few minutes late, I would just say F it. If being three hours late is the same punishment as five minutes late, I'd just decide to come in later. I would call work and tell them I was delayed, and then go out to have a leisurely meal in a restaurant, run some personal errands, go shopping, even see a movie, etc. Depending on my mood and how crappy new management had been lately, what would have been, say, a seven-minute lateness on my part would end up seeing me roll in three hours late. And sure, it did cost me a few bucks, but I made almost as much in bonuses than I did in hourly salary, so missing out on a few hours here and there doesn't bother me. I'd come into work three or four hours late, and my new bosses would be fuming. There was nothing they could do, though, but write me up for being tardy. The same as they would have if I was five minutes late. Guys, I absolutely love when people use management's stupid rules against them. And honestly, it sounds to me like OP needs to show up 45 minutes before the shift ends. Oh, I just ran a little late today. Oh, and what? It's the same punishment as being five minutes late? I'll take it. When I was in college, I worked for a mobile carrier in a mall. 
For a young person, it was great money. I was the assistant manager, which was a fancy way of saying that I was in charge of most of the store's paperwork. One morning, I opened by myself, and a guy approaches me asking for a specific phone, and he kept balking at the price, asking if I could cut him a deal. Now, I was confident that we were by far the cheapest in the area, so I told him, if you bring me a better deal, I will beat it. The guy does another lap, talks to the other stores, and comes back and says, come on, is there nothing you can do? Can I just get a case? I smile and say, sorry, that's the best I can do today, but I can get your number in case we get a sale that brings the price down. At that, his entire demeanor changed, and he hands me paperwork out of his bag and showed me his ID. He was from corporate loss prevention. Apparently, my store ranked top in the state for excessive discounts and excessive waste. He then hands me a document showing all of my friends and family's discounts. So I flip open my phone, and yes, it still flipped, and showed him all the names on the list are in my phone, thus our friends and family. He then thanks me and says he'll stick around to talk to my boss and one other team member. Since smartphones aren't really a big thing at the time, the loss prevention guy starts talking to me about my job, and I asked him a little more about what exactly flagged our store. It turns out the other two people he wanted to talk to had more than 30% of their transactions marked with that discount code, and our store seemed to lose lots of inventory. Store practice was that if you open an accessory and it was damaged in shipping, you just throw it away and grab another one. It turns out there's a process you need to follow. And he showed me the form and said, you really should be between X and X a month to be considered average. He then interviews my boss and coworker who couldn't prove that their discounts were accurate. And they were let off with a stern warning. From then on, I took on the responsibility of tracking inventory and warning the team when we were getting close to the monthly limit. Like a miracle, cases stopped breaking for the rest of the month with these announcements. So fast forward, I opened by myself again one morning. And an older gentleman approaches me and he starts screaming at me for being a heartless bastard, asking how the hell can you do this to people? I looked at him puzzled and said, Sir, I have no idea who you are, so you can't possibly be mad at me specifically. Let's go over there and have a quick chat. As soon as we sit down, I look at him and the guy starts crying and shaking. He says to me, I don't know what to do, I'm gonna lose my house. He then goes on to tell me that his son had gotten 10 free phones from my store, and the monthly bill was roughly $800 plus tax. I say to him, Sir, if your son started an account with us, there is nothing I can do without him coming to the store. The dad then shows me a photo in his wallet, and explains that his son lives in a home because he's too old to take care of him. He's visibly disabled. He was already barely getting by paying for his house, plus his son to be taken care of. And my heart dropped as I figured out what happened. My coworker had sold the phones to his son while they were on a mall outing with his group home. Furious, I go back to the store and void the entire order. I then instruct the dad to bring me every phone he can find. Anything not in the store that day would be marked as stolen. I write up the inventory reports and mark all of those phones stolen for the time being. My coworker comes in and I say, don't even bother clocking in. I saw your order from last night, just know that it's voided. And if you pull anything like that again, I'll make sure you're fired. Take the rest of the weekend off. He argues for a moment, but he does leave. And 25 minutes later, my boss shows up saying he heard what happened. I show him all the paperwork and I explain what I did to solve it. Irritated, he looks at me and says, you know you can't do that, right? 
He then argues with me that I had no right to void the order, and the contract was the contract. I was confused and angry, and I say, look, I will not sit by and allow people to be taken advantage of like that, for commission. To which he replies, if you don't like the way we do things here, you can leave. I was shocked, and I walk back inside the store, where he tells me that he's taking care of all the paperwork to fix my mess. Quietly, I just rip up my inventory report with a smile, and I tell him I'm leaving for the day. I then called a friend who said, why don't you just get an IT job? He then calls a recruiter, and he sets up an interview for the next morning. My boss's little push gave me the drive to just go for it. I nailed the interview, and I get the job. My now ex-boss texted me shortly after and said, Hey OP, you're late. To which I replied, No, I don't like the way you do things there, so I'm gone. And there was silence. Fast forward another few months, and both the boss and the coworker were fired for theft. You see, with the unexplained missing phones and with no one watching inventory, loss prevention quickly took interest in the store again. It turns out the broken cases were actually team members giving away inventory to close sales. So when I was there balancing inventory and giving warnings, it was letting them know how much they could steal and get away with. Without me there, they just did whatever the heck they wanted. And from what I hear, they were all escorted out by security and police. So in the end, I was pushed to start the career of my dreams, and they have a criminal record. Yeah, those two idiots got exactly what they deserved, guys, and shame on that coworker for doing that. Taking advantage of someone so vulnerable, like how do you sleep at night? Eight freaking phones! And for all who are wondering, the outcome after the dad came, Opie said in the comments that he voided the sale, and voided sales cannot be reversed. So the stupid manager who tried to undo what Opie did could not thankfully. Okay, so before I get into the story, I realize that there's jobs where notifying your boss when you leave your desk is a normal practice. However, that was not the case at this job. We had top secret clearances and handled collateral secret equipment and sensitive encryption key materials on a regular basis. They assumed we were adults and treated us as such. Also, the fallout isn't that juicy, but the story is funny to me. I was an airman in the Air Force, working in ComSec. It's difficult to fully explain this job to people who have never done it, but the short version is glorified inventory management, with penalties for messing up including, but not limited to prison time. We were working out of a temporary facility, and not all of us in ComSec could fit in the secure room, so we were spread out in multiple offices. Myself and my direct supervisor shared a small office, while my manager was in a different one. One day, I did what all civilized humans do at least once a day. I went to use the restroom. I came back, and my supervisor said, Sergeant Smith was looking for you. So I went to her office, and I said, Yes, ma'am, you wanted to see me? She then screams at me and says, Why weren't you at your desk? I reply, I was just using the restroom, ma'am. She then says, You need to be at your desk at all times, and when you're not, you need to let me know. Understood? I say to her, Yes, ma'am, and cue the malicious compliance. So at the time, besides email for computer communication, we were using Skype. It was common practice in that office to send quick messages to each other over Skype. So I made sure to let her know every single time I left my desk using Skype, just as she ordered me to. Every bathroom break, every drink from the water fountain, I even notified her when I was leaving my desk to come talk to her after she told me to come talk to her. Every single time I left my desk, she was notified. 
One day I informed her, ma'am, I'm getting up from my desk to grab a Form 16 from the printer. She replied, why are you using a printer in a different room? I say to her, I'm not, but I have to leave my desk to retrieve it, so I'm letting you know. And that was the last straw. She had enough. She told me to stop telling her when I left my desk, except when I leave for lunch. And that's how it should be, guys. Like, grown adults in the workplace should not have to seek permission from their supervisors when they need to go to the bathroom. Like, that's ridiculous. And I'm glad it was stopped real quick. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people episode where a psycho Karen attacks OP for refusing to date her son. It's such a crazy story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.